This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 2020. This is the very first episode of this new year. Welcome back to Working Title with Keyshawn Rains. This is your host. And I'm excited to bring you this episode because it's amazing, of course, as are most of the conversations that I get to have with people. What's going to be cool about the episodes that are coming out over the next couple of weeks couple of months rather is that most of the conversations are with people that fall under the creative umbrella so writers producers actors poets filmmakers and everything in between what's cool about today's guests is that I was actually referred to them by another friend and featured podcast guest and when I started to do a little more research to learn more about this pair I discovered that the project that they're working on is actually streaming on a network created by another friend who's also a featured podcast guest. So I want to give a huge shout out to Erica Granberry and LaShawn McGee. Thank you so much for being a part of my tribe and for just being connected to really amazing human beings. Today's episode features a great conversation between the two creative forces behind Tiny Laughs, an episodic comedy that is streaming now on Reverie TV, which is essentially the Netflix for queer programming. Check it out. I guarantee that you're going to enjoy it. You'll find a link for it in the podcast notes. So take a moment, sit back, relax, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and get ready to listen to a dope conversation between myself, Laura, and Rukshan. Yeah. Let's get started. Cool. Okay, so we're going to start. I'm going to give you the mic, so to speak, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, just tell us your name, your astrological sign, and what you stand for. Oh, okay. My name is uh, Rukshan. Uh, I am the I am a writer and a creative and also a producer. Um, uh, my latest project uh, that I co-created with uh, Laura Rivas is a uh, is a digital series that recently got picked up by Revy TV, which is uh, referred to as the the uh, the Netflix of queer content, and it's about um, our, our web series is about a queer Latina architect. Um, who's trying to break the glass ceiling and she goes to improv where she meets her love interest who has recently just come out as uh, unemployed and she and their instant spark sends them across uh, the city of dreams in a in a fun and heartwarming adventure 
that I hope everyone will tune in to watch. <laughs> and, my astro- and my astrological sign is Cancer. So I am uh, very in touch with my emotions and I love being at home. Mm, <laughs> yes. Lovely. Lovely. Okay. You're on and, next move. <laughs> and what yeah, you stand for? Tell, what tell us what for, you stand yeah. for. Um, you know what? What I stand for is uh, I stand for uh, I stand for every dreamer, no matter mm-hmm. what their circumstances and what their what their uh, their bag is in life and um, having their their dreams fulfilled. Like that's mm-hmm. something I've really been thinking about these past few years, and uh, yeah, that is something that I really stand for. Mm, I like that. I like that. That's dope. I too am a cancer. Mm. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. In touch with our emotions. And, you know, sometimes cancers get a bad rap for being like sensitive, but I learned, yeah. I had a reading done um, last year and I learned that the term sensitive often mm-hmm. has like a negative connotation, but cancer's sensitivity is really receptivity. So we have the ability to receive the emotions, feelings, thoughts, dreams, experiences of others. And we have an ability to really align with other people in a way that no other sign of the Zodiac can. So our sensitivity is actually our superpower. You know, that's so interesting that you, you said that the sensitivity, like it's like sensitivity is like looked at negative because negatively, because that's why I said I'm in touch with my emotions, because I, I think that calling yourself sensitive at times can, can trigger other people's reactions to you. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a great, that's a great way to like, to look at that, that term actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Who's next on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Laura Ribas. I'm executive producer and director of Tiny Labs. Uh, I'm a Virgo. Mm, (laughs) Oh, you guys are a good team. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, I'm very, very optimistic in life. Uh, Like Rickshawn said, I I stand for the underdog. And, you know, this is is America. My, My family brought me here for a better life. And, um, you know, through our stories, I hope that people can relate to our struggles, but also, most importantly, to our achievements in life. Mm, yeah, that's, that's really dope. That's really dope. And I think that standing for the underdog is something that we all can benefit from. You know, if you think about this country, not to go too political, but this country is the underdog in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm the people who occupy this country, especially right now, have so much, not everybody, let me be clear, not everybody, (laughs) but uh, especially those under the, the people of color and queer folks of color, we have so much heart right now. And I think that's what's really gonna give us the ability to really shift the direction of what's happening in our culture as a nation. And I think it's going to be happening through every vein of media, particularly through the entertainment vein. So I want you guys to tell me a little bit about Tiny Laughs. What what are we going to see? What What's this about? What's the story here? Yeah, it's about a queer Latina architect trying to get a job promotion. And she goes to the improv class and that's where she meets her love interest who's pursuing comedy and stand up. So and her love interest is an Asian-American. Okay. And so uh, half of our cast is Latinx and half of our cast is Asian. 
and uh, it have uh, we have a cast about eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, it's five episodes. Each episode is between five to eight minutes long. So in total, we did a pilot. We did a thirty-one minute pilot, <laughs> a dramedy. Um, so it took us about three years to accomplish that, but we were determined, and with our friends and community and network, we're able to, you know, get a licensing deal with Reverie TV. And we're beyond excited. And that's why, you know, um, when I introduced myself, I, I this this is not just our accomplishment. This is mm-hmm. everybody's accomplishments, the actors, the cast, the crew, our family. I mean, we're just we're really proud and we hope everybody's really proud of, of the work we've done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really dope. Why would you say this show is so important, Rikshan? Why do you think it's important? Uh, I think this show is really important because it's from the perspective of people of color that that's that, that are in LA. Like, I feel like being in LA, everyone has like their own kind of agenda, but being in LA and kind of navigating it through the perspective of being a person of color and who's like also like through the, the queer lens as well. Like, it's just like a, there's different layers that you have to kind of like navigate. Like I would say, the term um, code switching is is kind mm. of something that we all do a lot. Like as a person of color, like I, you're, you're code switching with other people who are like you and you're code switching with people who are not like you just so that you're kind of like able to navigate this, these, you know, this city or this, this um, like this industry without mm-hmm. kind of stepping on toes. And, and one of the things that I, when I, when we were first create ideating this project, I think one of the things that we were both talking about is the f- fact that someone's like, oh, do you want to write? Do you want to direct? Or oh, you want to act? Well, go to improv. Like, that's like one of the first, like, it's like the catch-all that everyone mm. to go do. Go do this, and um, it's really going to open you up, and it's really going to, like, get, get you to the next level. But then they don't talk about, well, that's great if you're a certain look, but what about if you're, you know, you don't see yourself on TV? What about if you don't see yourself in media? And that stuff is changing, but, but, uh, even, but even the last few years when we were creating this series there still hasn't been the shift that we're seeing now. So we're really excited to like talk about that in this series too. So, mm. yeah. yeah that's a really, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that even just Reverie as a platform is such a huge, you know, it's created such a huge space specifically for queer content to, to find its home. And I think um, what I love about what they're doing is instead of saying, oh, we're just trying to get our one little queer character onto this otherwise heteronormative show. Or we just want to get our one little queer show on this otherwise heteronormative streaming platform. Reverie said, bump that. We're going to make our own shit. We're going to make a whole platform where we have TV shows, movies, reality, podcasts, everything that's creating a really much needed space for queer creators and ideators like you and it's exciting and so when I got the invite through my lovely friend Erica give her a shout out and then I read your information it was like wait Reverie that's my that's my homie LaShawn okay community everywhere that's what I'm talking about alignment synchronicity it's lovely I'm so 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 excited what impact do you hope for your project Tiny Laughs to have on other creators who are watching it and having that question in their mind or their heart that says, Ooh, I didn't know that we could do that. You know, what, what impact do you hope for your show to have on them? 
Um, I hope the impact is that you can do it. I mean, it is a lot of work. I mm-hmm. mean, this business is not for the faint of heart. Um, there, <laughs> there was a lot of um, uh, no's and a lot of like, uh, really, you want to do that? Or like, you know, just, just rejection in general that like this industry is known for. But we both were very headstrong and we're like, nope, like, okay, cool. On to the next and like, we'll figure out how we're going to film it here. Or, you know, um, I, we got... Um, Let's see, we, we rented out a theater in L.A. for six hours, but we rented it super early because they had night classes. So, you know, it's just being flexible and, and going with the flow and just having that end goal of, like, I can accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And people will see that. But, like, a lot of my cast told me, too, just like, wow, I saw all your friends helping you out. And it was so professional, even though it's, it's a small crew everybody gave their best mm. and so i just i just want um i'll tell you this when when i went to talk to my cousin's uh math class for career day mm-hmm. i grew up in the city of southgate in la which is primarily latino and her school was uh, i think in the city of Cudahy or something right next to it and it's also primarily latinos and uh you know i showed them my work and uh they were like miss um I, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to let you know, I didn't know people in our neighborhood could do this. I was like, mm. of course you can. Yeah. That's so important. The idea of representation and how it's one thing for us to see people of color, queer people of color, black folks, Latinos, Asians, everybody. It's one thing to just see the end product on the screen. It's a whole different source of inspiration to see the behind the scenes, to see the actual person who looks like you, maybe talks like you, maybe dresses like you, maybe comes from a similar family that you came from. And to see that living, breathing human being saying, yes, I, we collectively created this product, this, this experience, and you too can do that is so powerful because you know, growing up, I mean, I, you know, graduated from high school in the 90s. And at the time, there for damn sure weren't any openly gay, queer people of color creating television shows or movies. And so I look at kids who are like coming up now who have so many different images and examples to be inspired by and to choose from. It's like taking your role as creatives also puts you in the position of being revolutionaries in a lot of ways and people who are really making a huge impact on the next generation coming up behind you. So I commend the two of you for taking that big leap and, and following your, your dream and pursuing it because what you're doing might seem like a tiny laugh, but you guys are making a big, big impact, a big impact. So um, thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. So Uh who would you who would you say the show is for is it for everyone yes i I feel like it's for everybody i mean we highlight um valentina the lead protagonist a love story of of being a bisexual and coming from very conservative mexican family 
But, you know, like it, it uh, we focused also on her struggles at work, which a lot of women, not just minorities, face where, you know, they're, they're always trying to do the best they can, but they're overlooked because of their male white uh, co-workers, mm. <laughs> you mm. know, Um yeah, I think I think it's a very it's a um, I would say um, to to add on to what uh, Laura said that um, it is for everyone. But I think it's really going to resonate a lot with um, people of color and people of color who are who are trying to break into something that has uh, they, from from their perspective seems unimpenetrable. Like they, it's, there's like no way through this wall. So I think that's what we both were talking about in our series. It's like, it's like, how do these two people break these walls and get to where they need to go, given all the baggage, not the baggage, but all the things that they have, like kind mm-hmm. of in, in the environment that they're in that are working against them. Right. So, so those, um, those things are really going to touch on. It's like, basically it's about, it's, it's about two dreamers really. So mm. it, it's a universal story, but I think that, People like us who who feel like we can't jump over this this wall or this hurdle will really resonate with them. And I mean, where, where it's streaming, I think with streaming, it's it's broken so many boundaries of like who has access to this content mm-hmm. that I feel like when we see who's watching, we're gonna it's just gonna be like a really wide range of people, like Laura said. So yeah, yeah, so, I agree. Because even sometimes you know, you see something and you're like scrolling, you know, looking for something to watch and you see something you're like, oh, that looks interesting. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I watched 15 episodes. Okay. I'm, I'm totally invested <laughs> in this project now. Right. So, no, you mentioned earlier that you started with like five to eight minute long episodes and then did a like a 30 minute episode. What's the... No. What, oh, okay. Yeah. The, the entire series runtime is 31 minutes. Okay. So we basically did a pilot. So, okay. but uh, all, yeah. Each episode, it ranges. It could be five minutes or eight, maximum eight minutes, uh, I think one of the episodes is. Okay. Okay. So that means that we could binge watch it in 30 minutes and we could. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So what is, what's, what's next for this project? Do you intend for it to be fleshed out into like a traditional 22, 24 minute, like 30 minute series or what's, what's the goal? You know, that's a really great question. Uh, Laura and I, once we finished this, once we got our deal, um, we were just like, we just, we kept continuing the conversation. Like, like this project, we, we also were thinking, well, let's do this as a proof of concept. Maybe we can pitch it as a, as a, a 30 minute show, like an insecure or a master of none mm-hmm. or, you know, a Rami or um, there's, there's another show that's like, people are talking about nonstop, a Nora of Queens. Mm. Um, like maybe we can like uh, you know like parlay that into and hentified. There we go. That's the one I keep seeing. Uh, hentified. Um, and um, maybe we can parlay that into a thirty-minute show and take it from there. But um, as a, as the conversation keep kept coming up, we we were thinking like you know we would also still love to just do another season mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. and just like you said, really flesh like I I would love to flesh out these characters and really dig in even deeper. Like I think that's where the like, we did a really great job of like establishing them and like showing that their struggles and like their successes as well. Mm-hmm. But like really deeping, dig- like digging in is where I think the real character work will begin. And I think our actors would be so thrilled to do, to really do that work that- and to, 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 to get that on camera. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. Now, how did you go about casting like for a new project, you know, kind of 
relatively, I guess, new producers and creators. How did you find, how did you find your cast? Well, I went to school uh, in Cal State Northridge and my former roommate was a a child actor and she told me uh, about a website for like non-union actors Mm -hmm. and that's where I found my lead, but it took a while to reach her because uh, that web page did not allow you to directly email them like you have to email the service and then they will email them Mm -hmm. which is weird but she had all her social media and uh, I was two weeks away I cast everybody within six months it took me about six months to find all the meet lead characters and extras Uh, but yeah I was two weeks away from production and I was just like oh my god like she hasn't responded maybe she's busy because one of the I mean, I know the industry is still very tough for Latinos, mm. and um, it was still very shocking to see that not a lot of uh, Latino actors or uh, Latina actors mm-hmm. are um, work. They, they they had a couple headshots, but she had an amazing reel, like five different projects with a variety of uh, acting range. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, she has to. She she's Valentina. Like I just see her there, and um, I DM'd her. <laughs> I DM'd her on Instagram and she's like, send me the script. And uh, we sent her the script and she was happy. And she, we, we talked uh, twice for about two hours each time for mm-hmm. uh, those last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we met for the first time on set. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of trust in her and she had a lot of trust in me and we made it work. And honestly, she's been beyond the most professional actress I've ever worked with before. And she had all her props and she, she came ready. I love she it. Was ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so cool. Like when, when stuff just kind of falls into place like that, even if it's two weeks before production and you're like, holy shit, I'm pulling all my hair out. We don't have our main character. What are we going to do? You know, but when things just come together like that, it creates such a like a sense of unity and synchronicity. And it's like, okay, I'm on the right track. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't give up. You know, I'm glad that I didn't just pull somebody else. So that's dope. Now you also mentioned that your crew was like friends and family or how'd you guys pull your crew together? Yeah. Kat, um, she used to work, uh, well, we used to work at a studio and uh, we met her there mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, yeah, I'll be your DP. And, uh, yeah, uh, other fellow co-workers are like, okay, I'll be your sound person. Yeah. And uh, for editors, uh, again, friends that we knew, they were editors. Uh, so professional editors of 20 years edited our pilot. So that was really cool. Nice. Um, but, yeah, everybody was just willing to – they saw how hard we worked on everything. Mm-hmm. Um Pre-production was almost a year. Mm. Uh, developing the story was also almost a year. Six months of uh, like casting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it through that website, but I also did it through like Facebook groups. That's where I found the other lead, uh, James Haley. And uh, I had a, a technology. I had a Skype call with him. And I just really envisioned him as as the as uh, Jeff Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, it worked out all great, and uh, it took me another six months too to uh, buy the equipment and and figure out what was I going to rent, mm-hmm. what was better to buy, and uh, we shot the series in 2017 on the weekends because oh. we still had a 40-hour work week, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we filmed November and December 
uh, of 2017. So the first weekend we shot, I feel like we shot about 35 hours or 31 hours. Okay. So no sleep, yeah. basically. Just- <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was rough, but I was really happy. I remember all the cast and crew were like, why are you dancing, Laura? And I was like, I'm just... I'm making my, my dreams. I'm making my dreams. Come true. There we go. Making my dreams come true. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. So, question for Rookshawn: What yeah. advice would you give to a young creative who wants to go into this industry of, you know, uh, filmmaking or media production? Yeah. What advice I mean, would you give? The best advice that 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 other people have also given me is is um. Do like people want to see that you're that you have something? I think that's the one thing that they're trying to see. They're like, it's everyone wants the opportunity, but only a few people are actively trying to show people stuff that they're doing. Like w- like with technology, like with your phone, like you can make little shorts on your phone. Like I've seen Laura make little shorts on her phone. Like she's done. I've seen, even seen Laura do um stop motion things. Like mm-hmm. if as long as like you're an up and coming and creator and you're showing people that you're doing things on your own and that all, all they need to do is give you some advice or they can lift you up and give you like maybe share equipment or, you know, help you, help you out with certain things. They're way more willing to like do that as opposed to like, okay, well let me like shepherd your project. They, they would, they would rather that you are on the, on the court about to shoot your shot and them kind of like you know like giving an assist as opposed to them trying to make sure that you get to the core yeah like that, that's how they're looking at it and um honestly for for up and coming creators i think for them if they stick with the streaming and the digital side mm. and they'll do the diy th- situation and you get eyeballs on it you i mean look at look at youtubers like some youtubers are like they got i i can't remember who it was but one youtuber had um had uh, in 12 hours they had 4.5 million views on their on their product mm-hmm. on their on their video yeah. i'm like broadcast is dying to get those numbers yep. so you're they got the power in their hands and i think that's what it is like content is always king mm-hmm. and if you can if you can do it on your own that is like the best like people are going to be coming to you they're going to come to you to um to hire you to get you to do content for them and that and that's i mean that's the power is in your hands, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah, um, I, I remember. Agree. I remember we were talking to an a, 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 an agent that had just started at CAA, mm-hmm. and she told us she's like, when when digital for when digital influencers and then digital like um, content creators um, started to like really make waves, people at CAA would sit at lunch and watch YouTube videos to mm-hmm. see who they could uh, reach out to and represent. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I, I mean, that's a game changer right there. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. The up, the up and comers, like, I'm like, you guys know what to do. You should please tell us what to do. <laughs> right. We, what, how did you guys do that again? What's the YouTube yeah, thing you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, that's real. That's real. I really, I mean, I, I have an 18 year old son who is a first year in um, studying film down in New Orleans. And, you know, he'll send me things each week and stuff like that. And like you said, they're shooting stuff on their iPhones. I mean, they're learning how to use, you know, professional cinematography equipment, but that's more like the technical side of it. But he'll send me something be like, mom, watch this short. We just shot it this weekend. And it's like goofy little, you know, college boy stuff. But I'm like, 
this looks great. You did this on your iPhone? It's like, yeah, we did it on the iPhone and we did the sounds on the computer and we did it all ourselves. So they do. I agree. I think that, you know, youth in particular and even people who are aspiring creators, particularly for media now do have so much power um, when it comes to creating their product or creating what, you know, whatever it is they want to put together that just didn't exist in the past, you know? So, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like that desire to, to create, doesn't fall on you having access to expensive equipment for production and editing and post. It's like, now it's like, if you, if you have a desire to do it and you have access to an iPhone and maybe like a computer with some editing software, you're good. Like you're good to go. Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, that's like, even with this podcast, you know, I was, you know, I love to talk. I love to interview people. I love to learn about people. I love creatives. And so I was talking to a friend one year And it was at like a really crazy time in my life where I was spending a lot of time in my car. And she said, you know, you've been saying you want to do a podcast for a while. There's this app. And I was like, well, don't I need like a recording studio and like a microphone? She's like, girl, no, use this app. (laughs) And I downloaded it and I would just find like a cool spot. I would park my car, plug in my regular little, you know, earphones and just jump on. And at first I was so timid about publishing because I was thinking like, Oh man, it doesn't sound like this or sound like that. And I heard one episode of Oprah Winfrey, super soul Sunday. And it was an episode where she was on a phone call with uh, lady Gaga. And I was listening and I was like, this sounds like about the same quality as my podcast. Let me go ahead and put this out here and just see what happens. And you know, we're at like almost 40 episodes now moving into the third ish season. And like you said, it's just like using what you have and, and not letting the need for perfection to stop you from producing because creatives can sometimes be perfectionists. um, And perfection can sometimes be the, the, the crippler of your creativity. So just going with it, like five to eight minute episodes, boom, let's just put this shit out here and see what people think. And if they, if they want more of it, we'll give them more, you know? So yeah, that's dope. You guys are awesome. Time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. What I like to call this this portion of the podcast is um complete the sentence. So I'm going to give each of you the same sentence and I'm going to give you a chance to complete it. You can take up as much or as little space as you like. So I'm going to start with Laura. I am happiest when I'm directing. I like it. I like it. How about you, Rukshan? I am happiest when? I am happiest when um, I am creating. Yeah, when I'm I'm happiest when I'm writing and I have the the time to write, I think, is, is the thing. It's like, it's being creative, I think, 
for just to to parlay that question Mm -hmm. being creative i think we we um we all like for me recently i've noticed that when i'm creative i like to have the time to create but as an as as an adult who's got bills and who's got a job you know it's like it's like all these things that you just want to make sure that all your bases are covered so Mm -hmm. sometimes that gets really hard to be creative when you got those stressors like in your back of your mind like i need to you know advance in my job i need to figure out you know i need to figure out how to get into these rooms like Mm -hmm. But like, I think when, when it comes down to it, when the, the joy of like actually writing something and creating a world, I think is when I'm the happiest and yeah. that I can, you know, I can, I can have people like me who look like me and people whose voices have not been heard, like talking about their lives. I think that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I also want to add like directing, but also seeing the final product and um, concentrating primarily in directing comedy so just uh, in our premiere party which was january 31st when we launched the series mm-hmm. uh just hearing all the, i was really nervous <laughs> i was next to the lead actress Rita, uh, but I, I i it was it filled my heart when everybody was laughing at the right spots and just the, the, just making people laugh that's my ultimate goal yeah no i feel you especially like with comedy you're kind of like okay you guys should be laughing and five four three two one and you're looking (laughs) and you're like okay cool got it everybody's on you know like because you know sometimes what you find humorous you're like is anybody else gonna think this is funny so yeah yeah I feel you and I and I can totally relate yeah I can relate to like like Rickshawn was saying like when we're grown you know we're grown-ass folks we got bills we have responsibilities and when the create the creative work that we're doing is really like our passion and that's like the thing that makes us the most happy when we when we're in it and we see the final product and we see how it impacts other people. That's what really gives us that fuel. And right. in a perfect world, it's like, oh man, if I could just do this all day, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but you know, exactly. there's a job that I have, you know, these bills that I gotta pay. So it's like carving out the time and making making the time to say, okay, I got 24 hours in the day, I have seven days in the week. Where can I find 12 hours? to just create where can I plug that in and and make it and letting it be a priority instead of just a privilege because sometimes creatives that are still working traditional jobs we treat our creativity like a a privilege when in truth it's our passion and it deserves time it deserves energy and sometimes it means looking at our schedule and saying okay maybe I can spend less time doing this so I can give that to my passion maybe I can spend less time doing that so I can give that to my passion because the goal for most creatives, not all, is for your passion to become your paycheck. So that exactly. that day job becomes right. a story in the past. Where you're like, once upon a time I had this day job. Uh, I don't work there no more, though, because I have this other thing that I'm doing and it's my passion. Exactly. And, my paycheck and here I am. So it's like finding the ways as creatives for that balance, you know, to to make sure that we're giving our dreams the energy that they deserve because sometimes we put them on the back burner. So yeah, I feel you. I totally feel you. Okay. So Rookshawn, you can go first. I want my legacy to be. Oh, that's a great one. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Let me think about that one for me. I want my legacy. I want my legacy to be that the the things that I've created, the the entertainment, the the right the writing and the entertainment that I've done has um has has made people's lives better. Like even just for for you know 
it's just it's just made them you know yeah made their made made their time on earth a little bit better mm-hmm. i think that's one yeah yeah yeah. because that's what i mean that's what that's what a really great and that's what really great movies and tv and books and any sort of form of like you know like uh, content that i've like consumed that i've like you carry them with you you know mm-hmm. like those things that have lifted your head up and and give brought you a source, a source of joy and like i would love to you know do that for other people yeah that would be amazing yeah, yeah. how about you are i want my legacy to be I want my legacy to be um, to make people happy and 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 uh, for my work to bring people's uh, happiness and inspire them to achieve whatever they want to achieve. Mm. Um, they don't have to be a director; they can be the best engineer in the world, or you know. Um, help uh, their communities and stuff like that. And, and one of the things that I've been really grateful in my career is all the mentorship I've gotten from people. Um, and and I, I, I want to also be known as a great mentor to fellow um, people, uh, POCs coming into the entertainment world. Yeah, that's important. That's important because it's, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm a Latina girl from Southgate and I made it and never look back. You know what I mean? As opposed to I'm a Latina girl from Southgate who made it in this industry. Now I get to come back to my community and say, let me show you guys the way and and really be open and willing to do that. And then to not only have your work be entertaining, but to have it be impactful in a way that really changes people's lives because we know like a lot of the stuff that we learn is not just from mothers fathers abuelas abuelitas it comes from the shit we see on tv the stuff we hear on the radio the images that we see of who we are or who we're supposed to be or aspiring to be comes from the, the media that we consume so if the content that you're creating is not just entertaining but it's also educational impactful inspirational then you're really leaving a mark on the world that goes beyond the laughter you know so that's that's dope you guys are doing big stuff um (laughs) i got two more for you so laura it's your turn i showed myself love today by uh by taking a long shower yeah (laughs) (laughs) and getting really uh dressed up we have an event uh, right after this that's really exciting. And so, awesome. yeah. Awesome. How about you, Rukshan? I showed myself love today. Bye. Let's see. Uh, by, let's see. I, I, by, by, uh, by telling myself that I'm on, I'm on the right path and I'm doing the right things. Mm. I think, um, I think for, especially for creatives, but also for people that are, you know, trying to get, find their way in the world. Um, we, we tend to have that, you know, those voices in the back of our head that are like, you know, you're this old and you're, you know, you haven't accomplished X, Y, Z. And, you know, like those thoughts kind of just run through your mind. And, you know, especially even when I, we get to work and you see people who are kind of like their, their careers are taking off or doing things, you know, you're kind of just like, man, what about me? What about if I was like, you know, if I had done this or if I was better at this and, and I, I had to, when I was getting ready this morning, I told myself, you know what, I'm doing everything I can and everything in my power. And 
um, the this journey is gonna go places, and it's you know it's gonna take I'm gonna take my own time to do it, not not on someone else's schedule. Yeah, so. yeah, we have to remind ourselves of that a lot, especially you know with social media and the comparison that it can create right. is to remember that my journey is not your journey, and I literally am a different person, <laughs> and so there's no way that my my path is going to look like someone else's path. And it's one thing to look to others to be inspired and be encouraged, but to be very mindful of that part of us that says, oh, damn, well, you know, I am 42, so it's probably too late for me to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, says who? If you still have the vision and you still have the passion, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of you, you know, continuing to believe in yourself and and take the steps forward and to, to make, make the moves that need to be made, make the adjustments that you need to make. And that's when you have the rear view mirror to look back and be like, damn, look how far I came. Okay, cool. Hey. I didn't know I could do all that. Okay. Let's, let's see what else I can do. So, um, so my last one for you both is um, if you could sit down with your 15 year old self, what's one piece of advice that you would give him or her? Oof. You know, I've I've actually been thinking like I've been thinking these these thoughts have come into my mind after accomplishing the like what we've accomplished um, recently and it's in the sense of like I wish I had done it sooner. You know that mm-hmm. whole like mm-hmm. I, mean, I wish like I wish I'd, I I had like just gone for it sooner. But I think for both of us, the journey that the journeys that we've taken and what we've seen along these journeys have led us to this place. Yeah. So so it's interesting to, to think that way, but. But I, if I, I always think about this stuff too, about, I think about this a lot too. It's like, if I could go back and talk to my 15 year old self, I would tell myself to not, um, to not compromise on what you want in life. I think that's really hard to, to, um, I think that the thought and the execution are two separate things Mm -hmm. because the execution is like way harder than like, you know, like (laughs) there's so many things happening that you can't really execute all that, especially if you have, you know, so many things like, that you've got to take care of. But mm-hmm. I think if, if I had put that in my place, like I want to write, I know this is my, my future. It's my goal. And I had, like I said, I made it a priority and not a privilege. Mm-hmm. That would, that would have changed my life a lot more and not been, and not been, cause you, there's, a, there's a lot of fear too, when mm-hmm. it comes to chasing your dreams. And a lot of times with, from our communities, from our families, that fear puts you into a place where you're like, I'm going to compromise and I'm going to, do something that's smarter but not necessarily what's going to make me happy yeah and i think those two things i don't and i don't think those two things are exclusive mm-hmm. we see that all the time we see people who are really successful in doing something that they love and they get paid for it mm-hmm. it's like it can happen it so can. It can. so i think to to uh, piggyback of what you're saying i think to make your dreams uh and to make your passions a um a, not a privilege but a priority yeah i would definitely that's what I would tell my opinion myself, for I love, sure. I love it. I love it. How about you, Laura? Um, I would say be nicer to yourself and have more fun. Yeah. Have more fun because uh, youth is uh, <laughs> it's a gift, girl. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, yeah. But still, I'm like, oh, God. I remember when I was 15, I could do this. <laughs> right. It goes by quick. It goes by quick. I love that. So the last thing I like to do on my podcast is um, 
I like to work with different like uh, decks of cards, oracle decks, and like some inspirational decks, affirmation decks of cards. And each season I use a different deck. So this season I'm using a deck called Postcards from Spirit. And what's cool is that they're literally just little postcards that have a couple sentences of a message. And sometimes I like to pull one each day for myself, but for podcast guests, I'm just going to pull one from this deck. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read um, the message that comes up for us today. So let me just shuffle these around a bit and see what we're going to get. All right. Oh, this is cool. Okay. So these postcards are meant to be um, as if they were written from ancestors, spirit guides, angels, source, universe, whatever that, 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 that voice is that you hear in your heart. <laughs> That's who these are from. So this message says, Dear you, uncertainty is the new normal for the whole world. Things are changing at a rapid pace and the old ways we once trusted are no longer reliable. But leaving the familiar behind can be a good thing. When you are pushed to step into the unknown, you are pulled forward into discovering new possibilities that have been hidden in plain sight. Check in with your higher power your soul knows better than your small self. Have faith in the support of your higher power and the infinite potential for your life. Right now, the advice we have for you is this. Try something new. Do something different. You won't know how it feels, what it looks like, or what the outcome will be if you do not take that first step into the unknown and experience the unfamiliarity. You'll be so glad you did because the treasure will appear. We're so proud of you for being brave. You are loved and supported. So that is the message that I want to leave you guys with is um, to be comfortable with the uncertainty. Keep being brave. Keep making the steps that you're making. You guys are doing powerful, impactful work. And I'm so grateful that Erica was able to connect us that you guys were able to be guests on my podcast. You guys are my first guests of 2020. So first guest of 2020. So I'm super excited before we close out. I just want to give you guys a chance to um, let my listeners know where they can find tiny laughs and where they can connect with you guys on uh, social media and how to stay in touch with you. If they want to know more about what you're working on. Sure. You guys can find us on reverie.tv. Uh, look tiny laughs and we should be on the main page uh, right now as well and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at we are tiny laughs all together uh, same name for Facebook and Twitter and please also follow our Spotify and support our local musicians um, at uh, we are tiny laughs uh, Spotify and uh, yeah and uh, follow us on Instagram yeah follow us on Instagram Oh, oh my! Oh. <laughs> my personal Instagram is at l a uh, laura rivas, and uh, mine is at uh, rook right now r u k w r i t e n o w, and uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing more and connecting with uh, whoever would love to connect with us. We would love to connect with you. Yes, yes. you guys were great. This was awesome. I appreciate oh, you so much. No. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 just you're amazing. Like you just really tap into like the you tap into the the the, the soul of like each of your uh, your speakers. It's it's mm. great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's my goal. 
Go straight to the heart. <laughs> straight to the heart. <laughs> That's where it all starts. Okay, okay. thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right, peace. <laughs> It's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.